Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. most recent episode, Mark talking about farting in the grocery store, and I have to tell you, my husband's favorite place to fart is in the incontinence protection aisle, making sure that there is at least one elderly person in the vicinity, and hightailing it out of there, watching around the end of the aisle to see if anybody starts eyeballing the old person. So, yeah, you didn't do wrong. You just didn't do it in the right place. Have a good day. All right, Charity, I have things to say. That is actually really funny. The poor elderly guy. A, A, shame on you for not giving us your name. Oh, that's right. And telling us your husband's name, because I would like to alert the world that your husband is a hero. A national treasure, I tell you. He is among the top. They're going to carve a spot for him on the side of the mountain with all the presidents on it. Mount Rushmore. <laughs> We're going to name it Mount Fartmore. <laughs> From this point forward, your husband is a hero. Uh, we we would like your name and your husband's name, though, if possible, because that is a fantastic story. I have your phone number. Send me a text with your address. I'm sending your husband a Case Watch Crime Creeps autograph sticker from Charity and I. Should we write a little note in it? I'm going to say happy. Oh, I'm going to say toot toot. Toot toot. I'm going to write toot toot. From love the... Mark and Charity. <laughs> Unbelievable. Mark, real quick, because we yes. didn't get to talk about this last episode. Oh, boy. Can we just briefly, briefly. We don't do anything briefly. Talk about Gwyneth Paltrow ski accident case, because I watched the entire, enti- like literally was in the grocery store with an earbud in listening. I got that message that I didn't respond to you a couple weeks ago. So good. And you had told me like. Look up Gwyneth Paltrow. And I, I was vaguely familiar because I, I had seen it in passing because my all new pastime is watching TMZ. Yep. I actually love everybody on that show. They are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. They're funny. Yeah. I don't even care what they're talking about. Yep. Their interaction is good. between the people on TMZ is top notch. I agree with you on that. Yeah. In my eyes, they're celebrities. And if any one of you actually know one of these TMZ people or are one of those TMZ people, Reach out to me because I love all of you. Yep. I have my favorites. I won't say who they are, but every one of them on that show is great. Love watching that show. It is my every single night ritual. Love it. I love it too. 
Right I up do. there with Mount Fartmore. I can't. So a lot of people are not huge Gwyneth Paltrow fans. Um, you know, she's people have said she's a little snobby and that she's, you know, she comes from money and she's an actress with a lot of money. Uh-huh. And I don't care what you feel about a person. Just because you don't like them as a person doesn't mean they should be taken to the bank by somebody who just wants money. And she made a point to say that she could have settled out of court, guys, easily, probably for less money. Oh, yeah. And she specifically said, I am not going to do that because I did nothing wrong. And I'm not going to settle when I did nothing wrong. I know my rights. And if this goes to trial, it's going to trial. Now- you got to remember, that's the same reason why us as a country, we do not negotiate with terrorists. Right. Because if she would have settled out of court with this guy, the next person would be like, she's an easy target. That's Let's right. just do it to her. That's right. And in the end, she got her justice, guys, and she countersued for a dollar and her lawyer's fees. He was suing her for, I think, over three hundred thousand dollars He originally wanted to sue her for $1.7 million, and the judge yeah. said... Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. That's too much money. Her lawyer was fantastic. He looked like the absent-minded professor. He was very unlikable at times, but he hammered, let me tell you, hammered the situation. He got her, oh my God, I I just watched and watched and watched. The most damning evidence to me, did you see, when he said his life's been so different, he's been pretty much housebound. Yeah, after the ski accident, he traveled more than anybody I ever would ever have known. He kayaked, he hiked, he there was pictures of him best best uh shape of my life. This is what whatever his age is looks like. That was damning, I'm telling you. Mark has none of these issues and he still hasn't climbed or hiked or bicycled or kayaked. Yeah. So, I have to try to look for the funny in every situation because it's just how how I am. So the first thing that popped into my mind, and it's ready, guys. I'm gonna put my put my humor hat on. So we got to remember, sometimes in this country, we're allowed to laugh. Yes. So I look for the humor because I like to bring the funny. Um, basically, in one part of the article, it said that she was skiing down the mountain slowly next to her kids, who were with a ski instructor, who also saw all this happen. And she was in front, which meant she had the right away. But he lied. He lied, yep. according to the. He lied, and the one witness was his BFF. Correct. But and then he skated. He put her his skis went between hers, and she felt the feeling of him smack into her buttocks. Yeah. And the first thing that popped into my mind is like, wait a minute, isn't this the lady who sold the candle that smelled like a meow? <laughs> so. <laughs> Maybe he was just maybe he he smelt a little bit of the candle and thought like I found the source of the so now I must ski between it and run my body into the like I'm just saying he just lost control he's like he just his mind his senses just just went there. Kristen just texted me and says, "Do you want tots from Domino's?" Yes. Oh this my! This is God. not even a question. He's like, so excited hello. right now, guys. Domino's tots are the best thing. That's oh, we know, we know. Forever. I haven't tried them yet, but they're phenomenal. And I know I won't share mine with you when they come because <laughs> Kristen wow. asked me for some. I spin the fork around. I'm like, you really want wow. some of these? Wow. 
See, I told you guys, any of these articles about food where people get in trouble and stuff, yeah. I worry about Mark. So basically, in my head, I'm like, I wonder if this guy's ex-girlfriend bought one of the Meow. candles Stop. and couldn't resist it because every time he smelt that candle, he got a little bit of Meow. So he was coming down the mountain. He's, I'll tell you, Charity, I go to racetracks. <laughs> I, I usually attend about 64 races a year. And when I smell a good track burger, oh like, my god, I stop and it's I walk. Exactly it's exactly the same thing. It's exactly. He's skiing down the mountain. He's like, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> guys, having you should fun see him right now. Wee, I'm skiing with these poles that I, I've never skied, so I don't know. Maybe you go like this, and then he smelt a little. Meow. He was like, I must find the source of the. Meow. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's Gwyneth Paltrow's. Meow. Oh meow. meow. Oh. Oh my god, guys. And uh, well, hey, he tried to get. You know, some money. Out I of mean, it. well, yeah. Then if that was the case, then wait maybe- a minute. If he does that say anything for her? Meow. If he if he got up that close and hit it, and then he had to sue her after because it maybe maybe the meow had issues. I don't know. I I do not. I'm not going to speak on that because I do not know. <laughs> that reminds me of Super Troopers when they kept saying, "What are you what are you doing here, meow?" Oh yes! What's going on, meow? guys? He, lo- I, I have to watch Super Troopers. I haven't seen it. Best movie in the world. Um, you know what I have today, Mark? Before our story, meow. I, that. I mean, technically yes, but. <laughs> Mark's Mark's gonna stop, or I'm gonna end up on. <laughs> yeah. I need to have more than two buttons available. Technically, there. Yes, technically. Yes, but no, that's not what we're talking about. Meow. Oh, my. I didn't mean that to hit that. That was accidental. That was an accidental meow. We're going to get a bad review um, talking yeah, about the, the meow. The meows are too much for me. <laughs> I just, All right. I enjoyed it so much until the meows. All right. Let, let, let's meow it on. Let's okay. go. So I have some more weird ass history. I love these. Me too. I, I just really enjoy them because sometimes I like to take a break from the triple D's. Because I like to wait a little bit and like just let the stupid people do some stuff so yep. that like we have some new fresh stupidness. I got to say real quick, one of the best comments that I get sent to me personally is like right when Mark was telling this really weird farting story or this really weird story that's really embarrassing. I was in public and people were hearing yes. and I was laughing oh. my butt off. I'm hoping somebody is now yep. right now laughing to all the meows and there's people looking at them like they have three heads and or- you're welcome. Or like through a drive-thru. That's my favorite too. Because that's actually happened to me before. Oh, yeah. When I'm listening to a podcast or like a book like or something like that. Come on. Say it like us old people do. You're listening to a book on tape. Book on tape. Anyways. I still say that. Let me get started. All right. Give give me some weird ass history. Um, Mark, I know you're not a big drinker, but how do you feel about the popular adult beverage called the Bloody Mary? Nah, I'm all set. There are so many variations today. People like to put all sorts of things in their Bloody Mary. Olives, pickles, bacon, you name it. Back in the day, the drink was called a bucket of blood. That's gross. I would not be ordering that. No. (laughs) It was later called a red snapper. Then finally. I dated one of those in high school. (laughs) Did she have a Venus flytrap? Sure did. (laughs) Oh, geez. All right. Then finally settled on Bloody Mary. Still kind of gross if you ask me, but I'm not a fan of them anyway, so it doesn't really matter to me. But the, oh, bucket! I'd like to order a bucket of blood, please. Right. I wonder if it really oh, was a bucket of blood. So gross. In the beginning. Uh, in 1740, the Roman Catholics in Bavaria decided they needed their own secret group. Oh boy! It was called. You ready? I'm ready. The Order of the Pug. What? What? Like pug dog. 
Members had Love to wear dogs. dog collars and scratch at the door to get into meetings. And this exclusive group carried on until 1902. John, you sound like a German shepherd, not a pug. Try again. <laughs> exactly. Scratch, 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 scratch. Right. You know, you're scratching too, too tall. Pugs aren't that tall. You need to get down on your knees more. <laughs> All right. I've never once in my life wanted a dog in my adult life because I'm a cat person. But I will tell you, I want nothing more than a French bulldog. Oh, a Frenchie. I know. They're so they're cute. So cute. They make little gremlin noises because they're pushed in face. Kristen's cousin has one. Yep. He was down visiting again recently. And she is the, I tell her she's the love of my life. Yeah. She looks at me like I have seven heads and she's like, get that strange guy away from me. Yeah, they're so cute. Adorable. They are adorable. So cute. So smart. They have a I, lot of breathing issues though. Have you seen my cat? Yeah. Who also has no face. She's so cute, though. And she sticks her little tongue out all the time. Yes, he's doing it. <laughs> so she does. She just sits on me. And I've been gone for work a lot lately. So she comes home and then she sits on me, will not leave me alone. I'm like, I, I'm i sorry, Sophie. Daddy's let you down. All right, but carry on. I, I will stop vamping now. Um, Using utensils has been a very common practice. It seems like forever. But, yeah. But nope. Way, way back in the day, buffet forks were considered sacrilegious and banned. Even offensive to God, Mark. Forks? Yeah. All right, I had to ask What do you, you think the reason's for? Because they look like double horns? No. A fork was essentially a tiny fake hand, and that was not cool, apparently. All right, I got to ask you something, because Kristen thinks I'm, like, have issues. I mean... I do, yeah. but not with this subject, I don't think. So... I am very clear on what I use a fork for and what I use a spoon for. Oh, see, I'm probably not as clear. Like, <laughs> she will ask me. She'll be like, I just got you ice cream. What would you like? And I'm like, that's totally a spoon. But what if it's wicked chunky ice cream? It doesn't matter. Okay. But then she'll look at me and say, oop, I have soup. What do you want? And I'm like, why are you asking me? You eat soups with a fork. Yeah. I, I, and I she looks at that. me and she's like, but it's broth. I'm like, you only eat... Cereal and ice cream, for the most part, with a spoon. Right. Other than that, it's a fork for everything. Or soup. No, soup is a fork for me. What? 100%. We had chicken tortilla soup last night, and then I like to put all the broth in it, and then I take a whole How bunch of saltines. I knew it. And I yep. load that bad Larry up a yeah. saltine. It's not soup anymore. That's why. Really? It started as soup? Nope. It's not soup anymore. That is considered like... Mushy food at that point. And I got to tell you, I don't know if it's just our, what's that 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 store? I should know this, the, the store where you buy all that crap at. It's not BJ's, it's Costco. That's Costco. the one that we have a membership to. And they have Kirkland stuff. And that's what we got is the Kirkland um, chicken tortilla soup. Yep. Two thumbs up. Oh. Amazing. So great. Their Kirkland crap is pretty good. Kirkland crap, guys. Yep. Uh, Costco, go ahead and reach out to me. I'd love a free membership. <laughs> Wait, get me one too. That's not nice. Charity wants a free membership, but you know we'll give. I'll her talk one. about other th stuff they sell. Right? They, they, I will like I their will. wine section. <laughs> they actually do have a pretty uh, they good do. wine section. <laughs> hey, Mark, do you like pie? Uh, does a bear save big on your Memorial Day barbecue? All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Crap in the woods. So all Olive Cromwell, an English statesman, or it might have been Oliver and I just dropped the R. <laughs> Olive. It could be Olive. It could be could Oliver. Be, I think it's Oliver. But he's, he's probably not around in anymore. Engli- so. Sorry. I apologize wherever you may be. An English statesman in 1644 must not have, have liked pies at all. He banned eating pie, saying it was a pagan form of pleasure, and he was going to have none of that. Mark loves eating pie. He didn't want any evilness to shine down on him or his community, Mark. It would be 16 years before it was realized that pies were just a yummy treat. And that was that was in 19, excuse me, 1660. Thank goodness. They're just delicious treats. All right. So I classify pies into two groups, fruity and non-fruity. Right. So my favorite non-fruity pie is chocolate cream pie. Well, like, yeah. It's 100%. My favorite fruity pie is strawberry rhubarb. Rhubarb. Which is the best Followed closely by cherry, then lemon, and then apple. Wow, he really does have this like lineup of pies, guys. When people will ask, Do you want to come over for Thanksgiving? I'll say, What is your pie lineup? <laughs> and if they give me something like pumpkin pie or so, like that's gross. You decline to go. I will be like, I am busy on said day. Well, why don't you just bring up the pie of your choice? They invited me. Oh. I'm not bringing pie. Oh. I'm there to I would eat bring the pie. pie to your house. I've brought food to you guys before. You have actually brought us food. I have. We have to we have to go back out again soon before yes. it gets really busy. I agree. We we hung our we changed our hangout spot though because we went now. My girlfriend worked at the ninety nines forever, and that's how she actually met Charity back in the day. Yep. And so going to Applebee's was like sacrilegious to Kristen, except right. Applebee's is really good. Yep. So I I finally talked to her, and I always say to her every time I drive, I'm like, let's go to Applebee's. It's like eating good in the neighborhood. She's like, you can use their stupid cash raise all you want. I'll never eat their their frozen microwave food. And I finally talked her into it. She so likes I, I it. said to her, I'm like, Charity and her husband are going and want us to meet there. And she's like, Ugh, really? And what I had done was I told Charity, I'm like, we don't want to go to the nines this week. Can we go to Applebee's? And Charity's like, oh, absolutely. I don't care. So then I lied and told Kristen that you guys wanted to go to Applebee's and we went. I can't. And she loved the food. She did. It was phenomenal. It was. And your awesome son was there and we get to have a good time. See? It was all now, good. Now instead of ordering Domino's, I want to go go to Applebee's. Well, I think it's probably on its way, so. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll do both. Um, Throughout history, there have always been healthy babies and children that have been orphaned and need a good home. There are many families that have stepped up and either adopted or fostered throughout time, which I think is wonderful. Yes. There have also been many orphanages throughout time. In 1912, a Paris orphanage came up with an amazing idea to find homes for those in their care. The orphanage held a raffle to raise money. Guess what the prizes were for those who won the raffle? Now you make me wonder. Live babies. Wait a minute. (laughs) Yep. If you were a lucky raffle winner, you were handed a tiny human to take home and care for. Pretty smart, if you ask me. Wow. So that's how they found homes. Let me show you something. I'm scared. That's not on the the general the general Facebookers oh. to people that can't see. Oh. Do you want to see my amazing grandson? <gasps> yes. That is Mav. Oh, he's so cute. He is hanging out in his little rolly around thing. Oh my on god, the he is so cute. 
And he's got the side eye. Look, that's Aubrey's side eye right there. He's like, Arr. oh, he looks just like that's so out. cute. Um, you want to see another cute picture? I'll see if I can actually post this one. I'll get permission from little Miss Aubrey. I'm going to show you a picture that is Aubrey and her son side by side at the same age. They probably look almost identical. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Aubrey is a redhead and always has been. And she was bald and had little red peach fudge until she was like two. And Mav is also going to be a redhead. That's so cute. And he is bald as can be still. And I think he's going to take right after a good old mama. Aw, I love that. I do too. Here's another one though. Ready? Going into battle is a scary thing. Many people get injured or even die. It's sad and very emotional, I'm sure. Yes. In 1838, General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana was the president of Mexico. During battle, his ankle was blown up by a cannon. Due to his injury, he had to have his entire leg amputated. I don't know why I'm laughing just the way you said it. It's (laughs) it's hitting my funny bone. He was so impressed by his leg's actions in battle, he knew he had to do it justice. He ordered a full military burial to give his leg a proper send-off. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I kind of like that. Oh, do you know what the D and D day stands for? And it's not what you're thinking. The what? The D and D day stands for. Actually, I I should know this, but I don't think I actually. Do. I did not. It stands for day. So D day is actually day day. <laughs> it sounds like you ever seen Friday? <laughs> yes. Hey, day day. Yes. Day day. Go yes. over there to the corner. Oh, you're not gonna like this last one. Oh no. This is really messed up. Oh, no. In 1929, Princeton researchers came up with an amazing idea. Something no one has ever tried. And I wonder who anyone, if anyone would ever try it again. They thought it would be amazing to turn a live cat into a telephone. What? Professor Ernest Glenn Weather and his research assistant, Charles William Sounds like a Bray, loser to me. Took an unconscious cat and made it into a working telephone. They wanted to see how sound is per- was perceived by the auditory nerve. Poor kitty. Weber and Bray were awarded to the first Howard Crosby Warren Medical of, of Society by the Society of Experimental Psychological Psychological Psychologists. Spit it psychologists, out, psychologists in 1963. The information that was learned from the cat phone experiment was used by doctors to study hearing impaired people. So I guess their cat phone led to good things for people in hearing, but I couldn't find any information as to what happened to the kitty. Yeah, that is kind of sad. But I do like Chinese food. Anyways. Oh my God. What? I was just saying I was just telling people. They do not kill kitties. Stop that. That is an old wives' tale. That is not what happens. Sophie jumps up on me every time that we order Chinese. There's a Chinese food place down the road that I love. And she'll jump up and she'll start trying to eat it and i always look at her i'm like sophie you can't be a cannibal yes, you can't stop. have this Kristen throws stuff at me every time i say it it makes her so angry and i was like you don't know if that was sophie's sister Are you oh eating God, that he, chicken finger that's gross and she gets all mad at me i don't understand it's like nobody has a sense of freaking humor anymore i mean maybe if you didn't say it to her while she was eating the said chinese food Sometimes I'll be like, look, that one, as she's biting in the chicken finger, I'm like, look, that one looks like a perfectly formed cat foot. Gross. We're moving on. We're moving on. Now, do you remember we used to have the bunny feet that we'd carry around for good luck? All right. All right. Oh. All the people who are under 36 years of age, 
we used to have what we called were lucky bunny's foot. And it was actual bunny's foot. I can't believe it. And do you know where we got said bunny feet? In my school, it was at school store. Yes. It's so gross. Why my did we do that? parents would give me $3 Ugh. and then we would go to the library by class and you'd be like, I'm going to take one of those Garfield pencils. <laughs> uh, give me the Odie eraser and I'll take that bunny's foot. No, no, no. Not the blue one. I want the red one. No, no, no. I had a white one. I want I want the orange one. Ew, that's so gross. No, I want the blue. Who thought that was a good idea? They wanted us to be lucky. Have you seen how bad society has become since we stopped having rabbit's oh, feet charity? God. No, I don't want to talk about it. In 2023, we're bringing back the rabbit's foot. No, I don't like that. We can it's do faux rabbit's charms. foot. Do you know what else I had? What? I, we also used to get the little trolls that would go on top of the pencils. Oh, yeah, and you'd spin them real fast. Yep. The little hair and would go, stick up. The hair would go, yep. Love those. Those things are great. So cute. Everybody under this age is like, wait, you guys had rabbit feet and trolls that I you I think put they on still have the little troll pencil toppers, no? I don't think they're as popular. I got to tell you, so Kristen's kid's in high school, and he's a sophomore, so I always ask him all kinds of cool stuff because me and him are buddies. Right. So I like I'll ask him all the stuff when his mom's not around. Like, you know, hey, what's how's this still happen? Does that go on and stuff? High school seems pretty darn lame now. Like there's none of the oh, cool stuff that happens. Oh, I have some different stories. But anyways, let's continue on. <laughs> Let's continue on. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, we'll talk about that off air. Yeah, I got to hear these stories. Okay, so we're going to be talking about a woman named Jennifer San Marco. Jennifer San Marco was born December 6, 1961 in Brooklyn, New York. There were many changes in the New, in New York in the 1960s, socially and racially. There was lots of striking going on by government workers. This led to many losing their jobs, struggling to feed their families and pay for their living expenses. Crime was escalating. Sounds like it might have been a tumultuous and confusing time to grow up. In 1964, a young black boy was killed in Brooklyn. This provoked much anger in the city as riots broke out. Riots that were nicknamed the Harlem Riots. By 1967, things would really escalate across the United States with over 159 riots reported. Then... As we all know, Martin Luther King was killed on April 4th, 1968, causing more riots in the streets with outrage over his death. As a little girl growing up during this time, Jennifer witnessed all the poverty and racial divide. This must have caused young children to be frightened and uncertain as to what was to come next. I would assume so, right? Like, Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's been said that Jennifer was a shy little girl, but one that wasn't afraid to involve herself in playing with the other children. She had her own little group that she would hang out with after school. Because she was so shy, none of her friends really knew anything about her home life. She just kept it about playtime when they were all together. There is not much information about her home life out there or her family in general. Jennifer went to Edward R. Murrow High School and then attended Brooklyn College. She then went to Rutgers University in New Jersey where she studied natural resources management. She never actually graduated though. Jennifer decided she needed a change, and in 1989, she moved to California, where she got a, a where she got a Chuckawalla Valley. Bless you. Me, <laughs> where she got a job at Chuckawalla Valley State Prison. Once again, bless you. A medium security prison in Blythe. She worked as a guard and police dispatcher in Santa Barbara. She even tried out being a teacher's assistant. None of these jobs worked out for her. She would only last a few months at at all of them and wouldn't give a reason for leaving any of them. 
While living in Santa Barbara, Jennifer jumped from more than one apartment renting while in between her short-lived jobs. In 1997, she was hired at Galetta Mail Distribution and Processing Plant. With this new well-paying full-time job, Jennifer was able to buy some property instead of continuously renting. She eventually settled into a condo not far from her work. So things are going pretty good for her, I guess, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, she's got a nice job. She was able to make enough money to buy herself a nice condo, right? I just, I don't dare say anything, and Charity's doing this because I'm going to either defend or say she's doing great, and then she's going to say, then turn into a mass murderer. <laughs> you do it to me every time. Mark's a little gun shy now. While living in her newly bought condo, Jennifer would meet the neighbor next door. Wait a minute. Newly bought condo? Bought. Oh, bought condo. Did I say I like, bought? I thought you said a butt condo. I was like, what's that? Sounds interesting. A condo shaped like a bomb, maybe? I don't maybe. know. <laughs> the neighbor's name was Beverly Graham. No one really knows exactly the nature of their relationship. Were they friends or were they foes? What is known was that the two women were often seen arguing loudly. All right. So when I picture Beverly. Yeah. Picture Beverly, Mark. All right. So my eyes are closed. Yep. Beverly is about 58 years old. She has um, salt and pepper hair, okay. curly in the front, um, short sideburns. You know, it's just like a kind of a, a curly bob hair. She likes to wear sweater vests a lot. She does have an eclectic collection of really eccentric necklaces. Oh, okay. That's what I see. Oh, okay. I people, like that. People actually like this yeah, when I do these. I like like, that's that. what I see when I hear that name. I like that. Um, apparently, Beverly was not. Also, she has eyeglasses and eyeglass holders like you do. Um, But mine are cool. Yours are pretty cool. Yeah. I got to shout her out. Michelle Triolo, I always know when you're listening to the latest Case Watch episode because you basically do a running commentary of what's happening on the case yes. and you send it in and with live questions you get charity half the time you get me half the time and it's just so entertaining and you know what she has some fantastic opinions and she does not she tells truthfully what she thinks about things and i like that about oh her. yeah she's great she's she is. been here from almost the beginning yep. so i just wanted to shout her out all of you guys who listen to us let's be honest mark has the attention span of a squirrel who's seen a red you know red balloon I would have been out on this podcast seven months ago, mm -mm. except I mm -mm. love doing this with charity and I love interacting with our creeps. Yep. That's the reason we do this, this show anymore. Like I absolutely love the interaction. It's fun. It is. So thank you to all of you. Thank you, everyone. Now back onto your, your D bag. That's probably going to kill Excuse people. Excuse me. You don't know that. I may. Well, Beverly, guess, probably. Beverly was not impressed with the noise level Jennifer played her music at and had even involved the popo. Oh no. Yeah. It really overbaked Jennifer's biscuits that Beverly would go to the lengths of actually involving authorities. As time went on, other residents noticed Jennifer having some odd behaviors. She was noticed having conversations with herself and walking up and down the streets randomly yelling, not singing, Beatles songs. I mean, who doesn't want to like yell or sing Beatles songs, though? I mean, I don't think that's weird, do you? Well, I mean, she may have been doing help. I need somebody. Oh, help. maybe. I need somebody. Help. She could have been singing for help. Maybe. And they're just like, oh, that girl just likes her Beatles. <laughs> you never know. Well, it was observed 
that it was a little weird, I guess. Okay. And it sounds like Jenny from the block had some mental stuff going on. I <laughs> love <laughs> see what you did there. Soon her oddness was also noticed by her coworkers. In spite of her behaviors, it's been said that Jennifer was a good worker. One that was quiet, but would smile and sometimes interact with other groups of coworkers. Kind of like when she was a kid with her little group of friends, right? Yes. Kept to herself, very quiet. But if somebody came up to her and started talking to her or there was a group of people, she might interact a little bit. In fact, she was able to keep her job in Galetta for six years. The last two years she was employed at the postal facility, it was noticed that she really started to change and not for the good. More than just some odd behavior started to emerge. It was noticed by coworkers that Jennifer was looking like she hadn't showered in some time. She would have makeup on, but it was just smeared on. I picture really aggressive eyebrows, <laughs> maybe some very winged eyeliner and lipstick all around her lips. But who really knows? See, you do it too. I do. I picture her like big I, oh, overlined lips. Cherry's eyes are closed. Big overlined lips with like red lipstick, really aggressive blush. Probably some like bright blue eyeshadow. I see it. Yep. And like a big wing, cat wing that comes out here. And then her eyebrows, I feel like were really sharp. Like she looked angry. That's how I feel. Or maybe some days she looked angry and some days she just looked sad. Do you know what just came to me as you added on? Now it's added on a little bit more to my mental picture. Yep. I'm pretty sure she's a smoker. And I guarantee she had that little thing that you would held your cigarettes in that you would open up the little cigarette case. Yes. You know how many times as a kid I would hear my mom say, hey, Marco, go get my cigarette case. And it had a lighter in it (laughs) and her cigarettes. And it was like this little leather case that you would open up and you'd snap and it would open up. Oh. And then it would proceed to drive us around in the station wagon with the seat that faced out the back window. The back face. With all the windows up. And then they would smoke. Oh, it would be it would a fishbowl with uh, cigarette smoke. It would be like driving down the street, flipping people off. And they're like, wait a minute, is that a middle finger with all that cigarette smoke? <laughs> oh, I can't no. quite tell. Oh, man. All right. I want to have some fun here for a minute. Sure. So I want to stop this in the middle of the case to see if people are actually paying attention. Charity has no clue what I'm going to say I next. don't. I'm scared. I have the funniest audio outtake in the world of <sighs> none other than Charity. He does. She knows that it exists. But I'm going to take a vote on our Facebook page, not on the Facebook page, and our Case Watch Crime Creep group. Are you going to release it on there? If you want to hear it, I want someone to create a poll. We want to hear Charity's (laughs) outtake or let Charity have respect and don't play the outtake. (laughs) And whatever the people say will happen on the next episode. We'll open the next Case Watch episode with it. It is a doozy. Charity knows what it is. I do. I did not edit it. It it has been digitally remastered a little bit. A little bit. Words have been taken out to put together so it sounds worse than it is. I did not add any words. You didn't add any words. You took some words out. I took some words out to make it better. Yes. And you were saying this. And while you were saying this, I'm like, this is the best. I can't wait. And I'm marking it on my software to take care of it later. So I want one of our creeps to create a poll in the group. Let Charity have dignity, (laughs) and we will not release the outtake, or let it roll, baby, and let's hear what Charity had to say. (laughs) I think I know what they're going to (laughs) pick. I don't know. We'll see. And it will happen on the next show. Charity, roll that beautiful bean footage, and let's carry on with this episode. So Jennifer with the weird not showering, the bad makeup, she was um, also seen having full conversations with herself. 
And she was constantly frustrated over what seemed the littlest thing. So she got agitated. She was seen getting very agitated over Sounds things. Sounds a lot like me. Yeah. She also stopped having any conversations with anyone but herself. Years earlier, remember, she would keep to herself, but sometimes join in with other coworkers' conversations. Well, now she stopped doing that. Uh-oh. On February 5th, 2001, Jennifer was called to the office due to a complaint of another coworker. Oh, no. Has that happened to you, Mark? Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I have been, not in my current role, but in other, other jobs, absolutely. Um, Charity, have you met me? I'm very polarizing. Oh, you are that for sure. The only thing that's more polarizing than me is sunglasses. <laughs> Continue on. I'll be here all night. She had allegedly made some upsetting comments to Dexter Shannon about a woman they both knew who unfortunately had taken her own life. Oh. I couldn't find anything that stated exactly what she said, but it upset Dexter enough to voice concern to the higher ups in the company. Point Dexter. <laughs> Jennifer would ruiner, not ruiner of fun. <laughs> Jennifer would not go to the office and became violent. So violent that the police had to be called to the scene. The police arrived and couldn't calm her down. She re- resisted arrest with all her might and there was no other choice but to arrest her. Jennifer was acting so out of control and crazy, it was determined that she needed a full psychological, oh, I'm so proud of myself, evaluation to see what was going on with her. She was made to go through a 72-hour evaluation at a psychiatric hospital. And she had no say because um, the hold was put forth through the California Welfare and Institutions Code. I love that Charity got so super pumped up that she said her bad word correctly, that she screwed up a word she can say normally. (laughs) That was called karma right there. (laughs) It just slapped you in the back of the head. Anyways. So it was determined by a professional that she was a risk to herself and to others. Clearly, she wasn't in her right mind. After the 72-hour hold, Jennifer was given a clear diagnosis and a plan of action to which she just ignored. But by law, she had to be released. She didn't have any friends or any significant others to notice her odd behaviors or to convince her to seek help or follow the plan given to her. So right back out into the general population, she went. So this is where... It's sad, right? She has basically, she's basically on her own. She really has not many relationships with anybody. She, her family doesn't live near her. So there's really no one to say to her, like, listen, you, there's something wrong. Like, you gotta you, reel you, that you, crazy in. Yeah. Girl. You need to follow the plan that they gave you, take yep. the medications. So she, in her own mind, apparently just thought that she was okay and, you know, went right back into population and then she went right back to work, you know? And I'm wondering, since it was a medical thing, they were the her workplace was obligated by law to take her back. I'm almost positive of Maybe. that. Um, because if she had just lost her crap and threw a fit, but wasn't determined that she had a mental issue, I would highly doubt. That. I would think that would be a fireable yeah. offense. You know we, what I mean? We all lose our our, our shiz once in a while. She it happens. Is. Mark included. Mark did a couple weeks ago. It happens. Yeah. Um, she seemed pissed off all the time, I guess. It was reported that a fellow employee had the audacity to say hello to her one day just to be screamed at. Um, you know how sometimes it takes that one employee with a really rotten attitude to affect the entire workplace? How dare you talk to me, Charity? (laughs) Oh Oh, yeah, this is our workplace. (laughs) One of our workplaces. (laughs) It sounds like Jennifer had turned into this employee. You could probably feel the anger and tension whenever she was around. You know how you just feel that in an atmosphere if yes. somebody just has such a heavy 
personality or negativity about them. Oh, 100%. The I best way to use lose any or, or ruin any employer is to have somebody there who talks crap all the time. Right. Because it just runs down. It's horrible. Or not even like talking, just like being there and just having this look on her face and being agitated and talking to herself. And yep. I don't know. I agree. I get it. By 2003, Jennifer was observed not just talking to herself, but yelling at herself. And this frightened the other employees. I wonder what herself did to upset herself. I really want to know. Right? I mean, this poor woman clearly has mental issues going on. Yes, we're making light of it, but we don't really That's because that's what we do. But this is very sad. And I, I don't know. Due to her volatile behavior, Jennifer was forced into an early retirement for medical reasons, which I think... Was wonderful of her job to do. Instead of firing her, they gave her retirement. Yeah, so she probably good. had like a retirement package and that kind of stuff. And I thought that was very nice instead of them firing her. Oh, 100% which, is. you know, they probably felt bad for her. Not long after Jennifer was forced to leave her job, she put her condo on the market and told a few people that she was going to move east closer to her sister. A sister that was non-existent. The best kind of sisters. <laughs> Mark didn't mean that. Sorry to my two sisters. Mark didn't mean that, guys. No, I 100% did. No, stop it. After her condo sold in July of 2003, she packed up and started driving towards her childhood home. She got as far as a town in New Mexico called Milan because she had car trouble. She must have liked the area because she ended up planting herself in Grants, New Mexico, not far from where she broke down. She got herself a little house that was located behind a gas station, and she engrossed herself in gardening. It's been said that she had quite the impressive garden. At the beginning of her stay in her new town, Jennifer seemed to be able to keep her strange behaviors at bay, and people in town just saw her as a nice woman that just blended in and didn't cause any problems. So she's able to just kind of blend right in. Until. (laughs) I was waiting. Until she started acting similar to what ha- what happened at her workplace. Um, I wonder why it started to escalate just the same way. How could she act fairly normal for some length of time and coexist? It must have been just the way her brain acted. She was seen having conversations with herself and just all around acting crazy. It was noticed more than once that she would buy food and drinks at a local st- at local stores. And when she left, she would throw all the items along with her leftover money in the trash right outside the door. I wonder what that was all about. That is odd to me. Yeah, she'd like walk into the store and she'd buy, say, whatever. And as soon as she left the store, you know, most stores have a, a garbage yep. outside. She just threw it all out, including her money. That's, I just I don't get it. Yeah, I feel bad for her. Uh, really, right? She took all her clothes off at a local business and was seen. I've done that. Random. <laughs> ran- oh wait, what? <laughs> randomly, what was the first thing I asked you when I came in today? Because you were the only one home. I heard you in in the rec- the recording room. What did I say to you in the? Stu- Do you have pants on? I go. Is this <laughs> I mean, valid question? Because I, if I'm home alone, I usually I, have no I believe pants my on. exact. Question was, you're not pantsless, are you? <laughs> right, I, that's what it was. I got what you said. He's like, no, that. actually, I got my pants on. Anyways, um, she was seen randomly praying. She could have been at a store or in public. It didn't matter. This woman clearly had some major psychological issues going on. And I feel this, bad for her. At this point in the story, I do have a lot of empathy for her. She is all alone and clearly does not think there's anything wrong with her. That's the word I was looking right? for. She is just living her life with strangers watching her do all these strange, erratic things with no one close to her that might be able to help. 
it's so sad, right? Because we always say, see something, say something. Yeah. But this is such a hard situation because if you go up to the said person who's acting so strangely, are they going to become violent? Are they, you know, I mean, I guess someone could have done a well check or maybe, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what would to do in a situation like this when it's not a family member or someone close to the person. That's something that kind of upsets me is to this day, we still have that stigma around mental health. We do. Because we forget that sometimes people are crazy. Yeah. And they can't help it. Right. And there's things that we could do, but the system makes it so hard where it's just like, oh, well, they have their own rights too, so they can choose whether they get treatment well, or not and all and of this. Here's but the problem, right? It just sucks. Here's the problem. She was crazy, but not crazy enough. Yes. Right? So she had that 72-hour hold. They came, they fully diagnosed her with what was going on, and they had a plan of action and which going to put her on medications that would keep her at bay and kind of normalize her a bit. Yep. And she, she was an adult woman, did the 72 hold like she was supposed to do and decided not to do anything, you yeah. know, like many people do. Jennifer walked into a town office at one point looking to get a business license. Her business was to be called the racist press. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. She had pages and pages of conspiracy theories that she wanted to publish. You see, she was sure the government was using the movie, The Rocky Horror Show, using subliminal messages, brainwashing the public to murder people for them. That's heavy. <laughs> That's really heavy. To, gen like to, to think that if she really believed that, how scary that must have been for her. If she truly thought it was her yeah. job to get this information out, that's scary. It's very scary. Right. To Jennifer's dismay, she was denied the business license. Thank goodness. <laughs> She also tried to get a business license for a cat food business, but was denied as well. I mean, she was trying to be a businesswoman. We should give her some props for that, wouldn't, shouldn't we? I mean, she's uh, trying to make something of herself. God forbid she can't run the racist press. That's right. like horrible. I know. Here is where things start to get really messed up. In August of 2005, she decided she needed a handgun, probably for protection from the government in her mind, right? Yeah. She purchased a handgun from a local pawn shop. She was made to wait... 15 days before she could pick it up. I want to know how she passed the background check with an arrest history and a history of psychological problems documented through a 72-hour hold and being released from her job as a forced retirement. Because, I mean, where this isn't, this isn't back in the day. This is mm. 2005. Yeah, this is fairly newer. Right? This is fairly newer. So, I, I mean, she clearly, she has an arrest history. That's pretty, pretty big. That should be a definite... You know, unless the maybe the pawn shop person didn't go through the right channels, right? I, I don't know. Pawn I don't shops know. are weird when it comes to that kind of stuff, but you still have to follow the same procedure. I mean, you would think so, right? So I, I don't, I really don't understand how that happened. I don't either, but, unfortunately. And it, it's very bad that it did. Let's just say that. Um, regardless, after the fifteen days wait, she went back and picked up her nine millimeter Smith and Wesson nine fifteen fifteen round. She then went to another local pawn shop and bought 200 rounds of ammunition. So this is this this is funny, not funny. This is strange how the brain kind of goes in and out, right? So yep. she knew enough to not buy the ammo at that same pawn shop that she bought the gun at. Yep. She knew enough to go to a different pawn shop. So it's like I don't know, sometimes there's clarity and sometimes there's not. The human mind and the bottom of the ocean are I think and I've said this before. You have, yeah. The things we know the least about. Yeah. And 
this is very calculated for someone that has such mental issues going on. And I guess the brain is just too complicated to figure out, like you just said, because it is. And every is. person who was having mental issues, it's different for them. So it's just sad. It's sad all around. Shortly after she bought the gun and the ammo, Jennifer was said to have practiced diligently shooting. Apparently, there was a bunch of rounds found behind her house in her garden. And for this reason, it is thought that it, that is where she did much of her practicing. So she really wanted to be good at shooting. Yeah, like it makes you call into question what you just right. said before. Well, and here's my other question. Her house was behind a very popular gas station. Nobody complained of gunshots. The police never came and said, why are you shooting guns all the time in your backyard? Like That's guns, odd to me. Guns are not quiet. They're not quiet. They didn't say she bought a silencer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand why like the neighborhood as a whole was like, uh, I, get it. I don't know. But anyways. That's odd to me as well. Jennifer was engrossed deep in her own head, becoming obsessive about all the people that quote unquote screwed up her life. She want, wanted all of these people to know that she held them responsible. So she didn't believe her mental issues were why her life went downhill. She thought it was... It's everybody else's fault. Yes. She thought it was things that occurred along the way and different people that occurred along the way that yep. caused this for her. On the 30th of January, 2006, Jennifer was on a mission. She jumped in her vehicle with her gun and went for a drive. Oh, boy. She was... Headed back to Santa Barbara, California. Her first stop was the condo community where she once owned her condo. Remember the irritated neighbor, Beverly Graham, the one that complained about the noise coming yep. out of Jennifer's condo? The one that argued with her all the time? Yep. Let's just say if Beverly could have turned back time, she would have. If I could turn back no, time. No, I think of just Jack from Will and Grace. If I could turn back time. That's if my favorite. If I could find a way. <laughs> Singing. <laughs> take back all the words that hurt you. Okay, let's continue on. You would say. <laughs> hey, Mark, should you ask the people if they'd like a whole episode of you singing? <laughs> Nobody wants that <laughs> at all. Anyways, if she could have turned back time, she would have because she was the first person on Jennifer's list of people that caused her downfall. Jennifer shot and killed Beverly methodically. <sighs> her next stop was Galetta, the mail processing plant that she was forced to retire from. <gasps> I know this case now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The it, plant, it's hit. Yeah. The plant was very secure. The parking lot even had a gate. Jennifer was able to drive in by driving super close to the car in front of her, sneaking right in. So again... She has the wherewithal to be able to figure, to do all that stuff. So, like, this is where it's hard for me. Like, and I know psychologists and psychiatrists can figure out forensically if somebody is crazy or not, right? Yeah, decompartmentalizing yes, it. right? Yes. It's like, are you acting crazy? Yes. Mark's are first you day truly, Englishing. Are you truly crazy? Probably not, because you're able to do these types of things. She was inside the parking lot, but still had to somehow get inside. She pointed her gun at an employee who was on their way into the building and forced them to give up their badge. So it was a very supposedly locked up facility. This was, you know, it was a, it was a mail processing company. Yeah, until you jack somebody's credentials with a gunpoint. It's not looking good. No. Luckily, Jennifer told the employee to just leave. They did so unscathed, thank God. Here are the events that unfolded quickly from the po that point on. It's going to get yucky, guys, okay? Trigger warning. 
At 9 p.m., 37-year-old Zay Fairchild was shot in the head right there in the parking lot. And I wonder why she let the one employee go in the parking lot but killed another. Because the one that she let go graciously gave her her badge. Crazy. Be, I mean, I don't know. She has mental issues. I don't think yeah, we'll ever know. Yeah, you're right. While still in the parking lot, she shot Mal- Malika Higgins point blank. Then she shot Nicola Grant. Employees inside the building heard the gunshots and ran to the windows to see what was going on. It's been said that Jennifer looked up and smiled at the employees looking out from the inside. She's probably like, you're next. Yeah. Some scared employees were able to escape to a fire department nearby, but there were still about 80 people inside the building when Jennifer entered. Upon entering, she immediately shot Charlotte Colton, who had been one of her supervisors. Another employee was able to drag Charlotte into another room trying to help. Jennifer next headed to her former work area and confronted Guadalupe Swartz. Guadalupe saw her coming and tried to run away. Oh, my God. This is so sad. Jennifer quickly began firing, killing the poor woman trying to escape. Another employee named Dexter Shannon had no idea what was going on. Remember Dexter? He was the one Mm. who went to the to the higher ups and said she's saying some really weird things. Yes. So he was diligently working while wearing headphones. Oh boy. He right? He's probably listening it. to music. I picture him dancing along, He's just getting his to work case done. Watch. Totally probably listening to Case Watch. Right. Oh. The mad woman was able to get up real close because he had his headphones on and shoot him at close range, killing him. I'll be honest with you, if I had to choose my fate between the person in the parking lot that knew it was coming or I'd rather be him. I know. Or Dexter. Like I, I don't want to get shot at all, but no. if I had a choice, right. He it was the quick, best way close, out. close he didn't range. Know it was coming. No. After all the shooting and senseless killing, Jennifer took the very same gun she used to murder innocent employees and killed herself by shooting herself in the head. Let me let you guys in on something that I scream every time cases like this happen. Yep. We don't want anybody to die. No. We don't want anybody to commit suicide. No. But if you're going to go on a rampage because you want to kill people, just kill yourself. I know. Save the trouble. Save the agony of killing all the other people because what you just did was pointless yep. and ruined countless lives. But think about it, right? When they do this and they shoot themselves or kill themselves afterwards, then answers are never... Then there's no closure. Nobody's held accountable. Exactly. There's no closure. These families lost their innocent loved ones for no reason. And I just don't understand all that planning and preparation just to end your own life. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Instead of having to face the consequences. Loser. Complete loser. (sighs) See, I have a hard time because, yes, she is, but clearly had some things going on. You know, I don't know. These ones are so hard for me because it's like... She could you can have been 100% stopped. charity be a loser and still have mental issues. No, I know. I know. She could have been stopped, though, if yes. somebody just... But who People and tried what? to help her, I you know. said. They People did. People tried. She had a hold. She checked herself out. She did. You're right. After- At some point, I feel this is this is the, the fine line that we cut into with freedom and stuff because it's a slippery slope. Right. But if somebody is definitely crazy and we can tell, we can't let them make the decision on what's best for them as right. a society. That is wrong. The problem is, is when now we use that loophole and say, well, I don't like what you have to say, so I'm going to censor you and say you're crazy. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. It's very minority reporting. After all was said and done, Beverly, um, the ex-neighbor's body was found and the pieces were put together linking Jennifer to the murders. According to witnesses hearing gunshots, the approximate time of Beverly's death was 7.15 p.m. Charlotte Colton, the woman that was dragged out of line of fire after being shot, sadly died two days later at the hospital due to the extent of her injuries. Jennifer murdered six people that evening, and she became the seventh. 
by turning the gun on herself. It's been said that many, many workers were left alone because Jennifer targeted minorities and was known to be and say many racist things. So. Hence why she wanted to start the racist times. Correct. Galetta's mayor at the time was Johnny Wallace. Mayor Wallace held a press conference praising the police for how quickly they responded to the scene. The mayor also offered her condolences to all victims and loved ones. Net, let's now take a moment and remember the victims, okay? Because this is what's... And I do want to say... Um, I do want to say that we've been talking a long time about having um, an episode about mental health. Yes. And having people come on. And I think that's a great idea. I've had more than one creep reach out to me who either work in the industry um, or have a loved one with mental issues or them themselves struggle with either depression yep. or things like that. I'm down And for I it. think it would be a great discussion to have from people who have a more firsthand account of this type of thing because, oh, yeah. you know, we can speculate, we can say, we can say how senseless it is, and but you can't go back and bring those people back. All we can do is learn from it, right? Yes. So Malika Higgins was, 20, was 28 at the time that she was killed. It had only been a month since she returned to work after having her first child. That's so horrible. she was on maternity leave. Her husband was left to raise their new baby girl alone. Z Fairchild was 37 years old at the time when she was killed in cold blood. Some of these people I couldn't find much on. I tried. Nicole Grant was 42 years old at the time she was shot and killed. She loved to play sports with her children. Sounds like she was a hands-on mother. All her neighbors described her as a joy to be around. Charlotte Colton was 44 years old when she died at the hospital due to the severity of heart injuries. Guadalupe Swartz was 52 years old when she was killed and was just starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel after losing her husband to cancer three years before her death. Mm. She finally started to get some joy back in her life, and this happened. Dexter Shannon was 58 years old at the time he was shot point blank by Jennifer while he was diligently working, listening to headphones. He was a grandfather and a Vietnam vet. The question I have after researching this case and the question I still have present day, what can we do better to help people with mental illnesses? If they don't have any family or friends to watch over them and maybe alert them of their behaviors, how do we stop these things from happening, right? This is so scary. Coworkers and acquaintances in this case did see something, and many of them did say something, like you said, and she was even forced to do the 72 hold but refused to follow any plan of action. So I think we really do need to talk about this. Um, we hear way too many of these senseless stories. It's just so sad. Yeah, 100%. It's so sad. Mental health is really a big issue in this country and in this world, from what I understand, and we need to do better. We need to do better somehow, some way. I agree with you 100%. Mental health, like I said, unfortunately, even though we talk about it more mainstream now, it still has that stigma. That stigma, yep. And then it gets taken advantage of as well, where people will use things as mental health excuses to not do stuff. So right. We can't have it both ways. We can't. We can't have it both ways. But there has to be some way of determining if somebody is capable of becoming violent, you know? Because in a lot of these cases, especially nowadays, people leave paper trails. They text people. They say things to people. They, You know what I'm saying? Yep. That might alert to the fact that they're going to do something bad and irrational, either to themselves yeah. or to others. 100%. Yeah, they people that people did see something and they did say something. They tried. The system let them down. Yeah. Um I would definitely love to do the mental health case, health case sooner than later. Like 
reach back out to us if you had talked about that in the past. And I, I would love to do something yeah. like that. Very. I can think of three people right now who would yep. be interested. Reach out to us and we'll go from there. Uh, yep. Great case charity. I forgot about this until I, I connected the dots. Kristen just texted me, do you want me to bring your tots in? <laughs> That's what that beep was, guys. Yes, that was <laughs> that was my phone going off. I muted it, but it came through on my iMac. So. Oh, that's right. Darn it. Darn it all. Guys, we'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.